perfectionism. There's ways that you can rise above that. And it really begins with being honest about the person that you are and the person that you want to be. Hey, you. You're listening to Not Yet, the podcast about our relationships and how they're the keys to our self-discovery. I'm your host, Paige Polk. I'm a community builder and Emmy award-winning digital media artist, channeling the powers of introspection. You're in the right place if you're mindful about the world you create and believe it's possible for us all to belong. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's start the show. It is wonderful to be here speaking with you. And I'm going to start out today's episode with a little bit of gratitude. Thank you so much for hopping in our Not Yet series DMs this past week. Uh, We asked you all about what are your favorite parts of the Not Yet community, you know, our meditations, our workshops, the gathering with folks who are also on their spiritual journeys, and you responded. And when you respond to stuff like that, it makes it super easy and super simple for us to give you the resources that you need and that you're looking for to grow. So I appreciate that engagement always. And it means a lot that y'all are sharing, you know, what's in your brains and your hopes for how you can continue to grow into the person that you're meant to be in the spirit of community and in the spirit of self-growth. I want to talk to you all today about perfectionism. And (laughs) perfectionism is something that I think is very much rooted in our generation. You know, this is what happens when you have a ton of folks put together and existing on the internet. (laughs) It is what happens when you have so much comparison and it's what happens when you have predefined definitions of what success is. And I want to start off with, you know, a definition of what perfectionism is from the GOAT, Brene Brown. She writes in her book, The Gift of Imperfection, that perfectionism is not a self-improvement tool or striving for excellence. Perfectionism is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect and act perfect. We can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. When I was growing up, the word perfectionism or I'm a perfectionist, that phrase was used a lot in my environment and it had a positive connotation to it as well. Oh, you're a perfectionist. Oh, you pay attention to detail. Oh, high quality is very important to you or you're very ambitious and you have high thoughts and a high self-image and you're dedicated to realizing that internal self-image on the outside. And that sounds so beautiful. But the thing is about perfectionism is that it's actually a fear-based approach to living. You're running away from uncertainty when you are living within perfectionism. It's rooted in control. It stifles creativity and it hinders your connection with yourself and with others. Having a predisposed idea of how your life is supposed to run and exist, it will never work because life by very definition is unpredictable. There is so much 
poetic chaos <laughs> going on around us. Um, other people have their own thoughts and opinions. Nature is running with the wind. And what you want to bring to life or bring to a situation is just one data point in the vastness of the universe. And I don't want you to get overwhelmed by that because you are powerful. Don't get me wrong. You can manifest a lot. You can really bring energy and light into the world around you by showing up as your authentic self. You're by no means powerless. But if there's one thing I want you to leave this episode with is that perfectionism is futile and it's actually counterintuitive to you living a fulfilled, purposeful, and aligned life. But all hope is not lost because I'm also going to give you some tools to combat perfectionism and really shine through these interpretations of how we should live our lives and start walking in the how can we live our life and how can we dive into that creativity that you know that you have inside and live a life that's fulfilling. So first step, first step, first step is personalized habits. I will talk into the cows come home about the power of curating your life so that it works for you. You are special. <laughs> you are that special little butterfly that your guardian told you that you were when you were growing up, hopefully. I hope that your guardian told you you were special. And if they didn't, I'm here telling you now because there is no one on this earth, in this universe that has ever been made just like you. You have a special set of gifts, a special set of experiences, a special set of interests even that make you you and set you up for that zone of genius that's all yours. And when you're walking in line with that, opportunities will just come to you. <laughs> when you're walking in your own truth, opportunities for you to realize that truth are drawn to you. And it can be easy life. It can be simple and it can be smooth. Um, but it comes down to one, believing it can be smooth. That's that's the hard one. <laughs> and also recognizing that smooth for you is not smooth for your neighbor. It's not smooth for your sibling. It's not smooth for your coworker or that person that you're following on Instagram that you idolize because your brains are completely different. Your bodies are completely different. You have different energies and you have different purposes on this earth. So setting up personalized habits for yourself can be super, super small and have a huge impact. So question, when do you go grocery shopping? Do you know? Do you just go when you need food? Or is it a Sunday morning event every single week, no matter what? Or are you a little flexible and then it goes into your schedule whenever you have something open or do you wait until you're starving and you have no food <laughs> and you're like, okay, I got to go jump into this. Your answer could be any of those or it could be none of those. But the thing is you choosing when you do something for your life, that's a necessity has to be reliant on how your brain and body work. Personally, I don't have a set day that I go to the grocery store uh, for a few reasons. One, I 
grow my own food. So not a a huge amount, but, you know, some staples that I know I will be eating all the time. So things like garlic or onions. And I'm experimenting with some root vegetables like beets or carrots this coming spring. So fingers crossed those work out. So I have some things in my house or outside of my house more accurately that I know I'm going to be using. Also, uh, because my work is freelance and I'm very grateful to have a flexible schedule, I put me going to the grocery store into blocks on my calendar like I would a meeting. So let's say I have a podcast recording in the morning and then I have a strategy session with a potential client and I might end my meetings at one o'clock in the afternoon. I have the full afternoon to do things that I need to do for the home, whether that's cleaning or cooking dinner or, for example, going to the grocery store. But that's how my brain works. Some people might hear that and think that is chaotic. That is too much unpredictability. That does not work with my schedule. And that's fine. That's completely fine. And actually, that's a beautiful thing that you recognize that's not going to work for you. Because this is about building personalized habits. There are things that you need to do in order to keep living your life functionally. (laughs) And this is very similar to a previous episode that I shared about having fun. I highly recommend that you go look that up if this interests you. Building habits for your life. If there are things that you have to do often, if you make them fun, if you make them interesting for you in the way that your brain works, that means that you're building a life that is fun by default. (laughs) So if you want to have a podcast session that's just you and your headphones while you're going down the grocery aisle looking for your produce like that's you that's good if you want to have it be meditative amazing if you want to be in and out because you actually don't like being around that many people good if you love the hustle and bustle maybe you go to a farmer's market you know we are still in COVID time so (laughs) let's try to be outside outside at least but Personalized habits are the key. One thing I've also found incredibly helpful when it comes to organizing my time is that I never, 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 never have back-to-back meetings. I remember in mid to late 2020 when COVID was making a huge impact in the way that we lead our lives and connect with folks. We were figuring out how we were going to engage with one another online consistently and productively, and nobody had the tools. (laughs) We were falling into the format of our systems. We were falling victim to them. And I remember I would see... I was guilty of this as well. On my calendar, I'd have a meeting at 10 to 11. And then right after that, I'd have a meeting from 11 to 11.30. And then right after that, I'd have a meeting from 11.30 to 12.30. And then 12.45, I'm exhausted and I'm so confused. (laughs) And it's because there's no built-in time for you to gather yourself, gather your mind and take a break when you're doing things like that back to back. So now I am fervent about putting in moments for breaks uh, when I'm going to be meeting online for um, for gatherings of any sort. There's always time in between. Whereas when we're meeting someone in person, 
you know, there's water cooler chats. There's the five minute walk down the hallway where you mosey around and have loose conversations. So when you're on your computer, you have to fabricate that rest and rejuvenation time. So personalized habits, make room for the unexpected in your mind and in your body. And if there are things that you know that your mind and your body do, how can you cater to them kindly and intentionally? And that's going to be particular to you. Next up is so important. And then it's been so impactful in my life. And it's about being intentional about asking and receiving help. The stories that we tell ourselves are so powerful because our personality and how we live our lives, it's 100% fabricated. Yes, there's something to be said about the environments that we grew up with, the way that our guardians raised us, nature versus nurture. But, you know, like, let's be real. You're an adult. If you want something to be different in your life, you can change it. If you want the way that you engage with the people around you to be different, you can change it. You have that power. And for me, one of the stories I told myself, which is definitely rooted in perfectionism, was that I was the black sheep of my family, you know, as a creative person and also because of the, the nature of how my family is shaped. I grew up with two of my brothers. They're technically my half brothers, but, you know, we grew up fighting in the backseat of a car on road trips. So, you know, full, full brother vibes. And I have two other brothers who are one's older and one's younger than I am. And we didn't grow up in the same household, but our family is very close. And so we would see each other all the time. Uh, and in the family that I grew up in, you know, living with, I, I felt like a black sheep, um, partially because of the way my brain worked. You know, I was always a pretty creative kid. I was also a very sensitive kid. I cried a lot <laughs> uh, whenever I would feel overwhelmed or, or confused. Uh, crying was my catharsis, and it still is. And I didn't see that being modeled around me from any of the adults or uh, either of my brothers. So I thought that I must have just been the weird one. And I told myself that I didn't belong I told myself that I was the bizarre one in the family. And the story I told myself was that people, you know, had me around but didn't know what to do with me. And as an adult, I look back on that in hindsight and I think about a lot of the decisions that I made, the kinds of friendships that I made, the decisions to go to certain place for college, the the decision to involve myself in certain extracurricular activities and kinds of cultures were based off of stories I was telling myself about belonging that, you know, I can't actually verify because I do not live in anyone else's head. So I can't make any accurate assumptions about how other people felt about me or interpreted me in their lives. Something that's been pivotal in my life is being unapologetic about my belonging. Whenever I'm in an environment that I want to grow in, whether that is my immediate family or it is a work environment or a new team that I am contracting for or even a creative collaboration, I tell myself now I belong here. I deserve to be here. And not only do I deserve to be here, people look to me as a model. 
any way that I'm showing up differently than what I see around is an opportunity, not just for myself, but for the people around me to see a new way to thrive. And that's a gift. I have to tell myself that I belong in that space. And I also have to tell myself that I don't have to be in it alone. I have to be mindful and intentional about receiving help in order to recognize it when it comes. I'm going to say that one more time. (laughs) in a different way. You have to be aware that people are trying to help you in order to notice it when they're giving you support. Because if you're telling yourself over and over on repeat that nobody wants to help you, that you don't belong where you are and that you'll never make it, you will not recognize it when someone's offering you Support when someone's trying to give you a tip on how you can excel when someone is giving you honest and loving feedback because you're already in defensive mode. And if you walk through life on defense, you're never going to be able to receive the luscious and luxurious help that people want to give you. People want to help you. People want to help you. And To some extent, I'm sure you know this because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you weren't open to the beauty that life has to offer you. So in that space, I really applaud you. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you got to be intentional about asking for and receiving help because sometimes people are going to give it to you when you're not asking for it. And when you're asking for it, you got to be able to recognize it. The last thing I want to talk to you all in regard to perfectionism is about comparison and how you can use it for good, how you can use it for transformation and how that red flag of comparison can actually be a green flag of opportunity. Comparison gets a bad rep. You know, I need some PR work. Um, Because on, you know, when you really peel back the layers of connotation, comparison is about experiencing one thing and recognizing the similarities and differences that that thing has, thing A has with thing B. Thing A can be you. (laughs) Thing A can be a book. Thing A can be a job. Thing A can be a project you're working on. Thing A can be a feeling, an emotion, What I'm talking to you about is when you're comparing yourselves to other people around you. There are a few pitfalls that we run into when we compare ourselves. And a big one is comparing ourselves to other people, other experiences or conglomerates that are completely decontextualized from our reality. So if you are on social media and you're scrolling and you see someone and they have three million followers on Instagram and you've been working on your own social media page and you're like, man, I have 42 followers. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know what that works for you as, but that person who has millions of followers probably has a very different life than you do and not for better or for worse. It's just different. Like, let's think about what that person has to do to not only have those followers, but also sustain them. 
like their social media is probably very much ingrained into their daily lives. A lot of their experiences has transitioned into products and there's nothing wrong with living your life this way. But if you are comparing yourself to a way that someone else lives, you got to look at all of it. You know, you can't just look at the effects of their labor and say, man, I'm clearly not good enough because look at all that they have and look at all that I don't. It's like, no, you got to take the good with the bad. You got to take the positive with the negative, the expected with the unexpected. They probably have a team of people supporting them so that they can make consistent content. They probably have uh, built a, a repertoire and a brand that is speaking to a very particular kind of person. They probably have spent a lot of time and energy about building a life that is complementary that, to that social media experience. And if that's not something you're doing, is it really fair to yourself to compare yourself to that other person or to that brand? Probably not. Because your definition of success is very different because it incorporates you, every aspect of your life, not just one particular result. Comparison can be so tricky because of some of the emotions that we can experience when we're comparing ourselves to other people and we see a deficit because we start internalizing that deficit as a personal deficit of us not being enough. And when we don't feel enough, that's when we start feeling shame. That's when we start feeling frustration. And shame and frustration are signs that you are not in alignment with who you are. And that's a good thing to notice. <laughs> because when you know that you're not in alignment with who you are, that's an opportunity to take a pause Take a moment and regroup. Remember who you are and be mindful about how you can get back to that. Appreciate that feeling because it's showing you what you do want to feel and it's showing you what you do want. If you're feeling shame and frustration that the person having millions of followers, it's also probably showing you that you want a larger social media following and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting it. And also, how can you use this moment to do some honest interrogation of how you're showing up? How can you use this moment to build an opportunity to build a bridge between where you are now and where you want to be? And how can you do it while being mindful of how you want to show up in the world? of how you want to be free in this world and the service that you want to be giving to this world with this idea that you have. Because it's one thing that is ask and ask and take and take and have and have, but what do you want it all for? You want it so you can feel good. There's a reason that you are comparing your body to your neighbors. There is a reason that you are comparing your career to your siblings. There's a reason that you're comparing your hobbies to someone that you went to grade school with. And it's because there's a space between where you are and where you want to be. So how do you get there while also being true to yourself? How do you get there while also prioritizing your needs and defining your own definition of success.
You can appreciate this experience showing up. You can appreciate that friction of frustration while letting the shame leave because you are 100% where you are because you're supposed to be there. Because if you weren't there, you wouldn't have had this moment of Eureka. Oh, this is an opportunity for different. So appreciate that other person for modeling a dream that you clearly have. And be honest with yourself about how you can adjust while staying true to who you are. By staying true to that honest person that you are. By staying kind by staying mindful, by staying present. Because if you get to that place, that finish line, and you've lost all of that, what was the point? Because you're not going to feel good. So as a recap, perfectionism, man, she can get you sometimes. We all fall into the trap. (laughs) Because there's so much to compare ourselves to but at the end of the day, it's a fear-based approach to life. And there's ways that you can conquer that. There's ways that you can rise above that. And it really begins with being honest about the person that you are and the person that you want to be. You want to live a life that's filled with creativity and connection. And you cannot get there if you're constantly in pursuit of controlling the world around you and even controlling yourself. You gotta make some room for some flexibility. So personalized habits, doing things that work for you, that make you feel good. Because when your life is easy and simple, it's gonna be easy and simple to keep it going. Number two, being intentional about asking for and receiving help. Be mindful of those stories you're telling yourself because they become true when you speak them, when you live them. So you might as well live and speak some stories that are in support of the life that you want to live instead of tearing yourself down. And finally, comparison. Use it for good. Because shame and frustration are signs that you are not living in alignment. So take those feelings, appreciate them because they're showing you what you do want and what you do want to feel. Forgive yourself for feeling them. Let them go. And make some adjustments that are in alignment with your own truth that allow you to continue to be the kind and grounded and mindful person that you are. Because wherever your body takes you when you're following that path is going to be a place that you want to be in. Mmm, yummy, no? (laughs) As always, if you have thoughts on today's episode, maybe even your own definition of perfectionism that you feel is really helping you live the life of your dreams, hit me up in the DMs at Not Yet Series. I would love to hear you. And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Not Yet. The podcast is hosted by me, Paige Polk, and produced by Paige Polk International. The show art is made by Elizabeth Olguin, and the music is by Elder. Don't forget to subscribe here. And if you want more of this love in your life, 
visit notyetseries.com to join the Not Yet Project and community. I'll see you next week.